Hello and welcome to the Eurowide, episode number 74 for the week of January 27th, 2020. I'm Ben Smith and I'm joined today by Mike McComb. Hey Mike. Hello. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest, and this week we'll be talking about the lead-up to selection season. How's it going, Mike? It's going well. How about that semifinal allocation? How huh? about that semifinal allocation? It happened and there were selections. Yeah, they like pulled out that one ball and I was screaming. It was yep. oh my god. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, it maybe it may be a little too soon to to do this, but can we just play the sad trombone from the price is right for that one selection? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, that that's gonna be a tough road to hoe for. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So we are recording this on Monday evening. <laughs> Any anything can happen. <laughs> we are not allowed to watch it because geoblocked in the U.S. Well, we we are allowed to watch it, but it's just very difficult. I'm guessing that Eurovision just has like this blanket no watchy for you USA. I don't yeah. know, but. Yeah, it, it's really good because, like, I don't know what sort of copyright issues there could be for, like, international bingo, but it's their circus. They can run it however they please. Yes, but, yes. Yeah. Uh, but by, by the time you hear this, the semifinal allocation will have happened. Uh, we'll know which countries will be performing in the first semifinal and which will be performing in the second semifinal. Uh, it'll be happening. The actual allocation draw happened uh earlier today as you're listening to this or mm-hmm. i guess earlier yesterday i don't know time zones are weird time no. zones are weird <laughs> uh i am gonna find it very funny if just through allocation one of the semifinals is somehow all boys consider c- continuing last week's theme of oh, so no. many boys but it feels like a distinct possibility at, at this moment where we don't know anything oh man that did not occur to me and that could totally happen and i will laugh uh- <laughs> Just, oh no everybody in this first semifinal sent a boy wearing a hat oh man how will we tell them apart <laughs> vote for your favorite hat uh <laughs> yeah at eurovision.tv yes oh goodness but uh yeah i mean in terms of what uh what else we do know one of the changes this year they've gone down from six pots of bingo balls to five i'm not sure what this change was maybe just to make things a little bit spicier and just, uh it's, add a, it's a new decade it's time for for new numbers because it feels like all of the various semifinals that are remaining relatively rigid in format are just like well instead of 10 this year we're gonna have eight mm-hmm. so i guess mm-hmm. instead of six pots this year we'll have five yeah, and there's not really a lot to glean. There's like some geographical stuff because there's one but there's I was gonna call them buckets, but no, there's one pot that that is the Balkans and also Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and and, and Austria's in there too. Austria, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, there's one that's the Nordic countries plus Australia, which is essentially a which is essentially a Nordic country, just given their their level of excellence. I feel like when Hatari made the thing for Kate Miller Heideki, they officially mm-hmm. became a Nordic nation. Swing that hammer. You yes. Know? <laughs> yes. Uh, and then there's also a bucket that's uh, all former SSRs. So that's interesting and not really that much of a surprise because they do tend to vote for one another, uh, except for Armenia and Azerbaijan. But we won't get into that. But, but that's a whole uh, thing that has a Wikipedia page and you can read that. There's one that I just sort of grouped as watch this space because it's it's Bulgaria and Cyprus and Greece and Malta and Portugal, Romania and San Marino who are all doing interesting things in one way or another interesting and mostly good like yeah they're, they're the ones to keep an eye on yeah uh and then there's 
kind of a grab bag of everybody else. Just just sort of the well we've we've packed all the other buckets very carefully and then these are the ones that are left, so we have one more bucket and they all go into that. Hooray. Woo. Yeah. Yes. And really this doesn't make a whole bunch of difference uh except as we discovered in last year's contest where if a jury ends up getting excused between the semifinal and the grand final like how the rest of that country's bucket votes will determine like there was a whole math thing and like backwards excel sheets and stuff but uh yeah i guess bookmark this page later in case there are shenanigans down the road i mean hopefully if nothing else last year uh they have made the form easier to use and easier to tell which ones are the ones that you like and which ones are the ones that you do not like when voting Mm -hmm. and that the jury should maybe keep things under their hat before (laughs) all of the juries are getting a very stern talking to by their delegations to go hey how about you don't talk to the press about the exact way that you voted? That would be lovely. All the semifinal allocation stuff. Uh, well, I guess we won't have everything on our website, but we will reorganize things. And that's what I'm looking forward to because there's just, I don't know, going through a list of 41 things is kind of a pain. But if we have it broken up into like smaller groups of less than 20. Into, yeah, into two small nice. groups of around 20. It's very yes. nice. We are we are moving towards a point where just given numbers, roughly a song a day, if, if that were how Eurovision songs worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're at like 0.7 artists a day at this point. That so sounds that, about right. Yeah, about right. Yeah. Anyways, Finland has announced their whole deal. So after a few years of doing UMK with one artist and a few songs and having that go eh, in general, they've decided to go back to the old way of doing things, which seems wise. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm glad this format is back to uh, how it was, because it's just nice to have a little bit more variety. In yeah, the mix. yeah. Uh, anyways, they are doing sort of a slow rollout of artists and songs of one per day, although they have given us the full list of artists and songs, but we only get to hear things uh, one per day. Uh, so far, we have heard from Tika, who is singing I Let My Heart Break, Erica Vickman, who is singing Cicciolina, and Axel Cancarante, uh, who is singing Looking Back. The remaining entries from F3M, who are singing Bananas, Sansa, who is doing Loverview, and Katarina Zulka, who is singing Eternity, uh, will be released Wednesday through Friday of this week. Yeah, have you had a chance to listen to any of the ones that have already dropped? I have listened to all of them. Mm. Of the three, uh, I'm digging Chichilina the best. Like, it's up-tempo, it's got some fun, like, ravey kind of synthy things going on. The lyrics are very horny when you translate them from the finish. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Like oh, I was, like, I was like, I was like, oh, it's, it's, this is an interesting choice to keep this in Finnish. And then I looked up what the things mean. I was like, oh, this is why they're doing that because if this was in English, well, if it was in English, it would also be getting attention because, again, the, the song's really filthy, y'all. Uh. The, the song is dirty. Um, but it's fun. and then like of the other two, uh, I like Tika's "I Let My Heart Break" a little bit more because uh, the other two are kind of ballady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have heard rumors of bananas. And I look forward to joining the club that has heard it. But I am also very afraid that if that is a fun up-tempo bop and Chichiolina is is definitely bop-ish, uh, mm-hmm. that they're going to cancel one another out and we're going to get stuck with one of the ballads. Mm. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember, does UMK do a super final or is it just like the raw vote from the six? Um, I do not recall. And I feel like they mm. that, that they've gone back and forth between doing one and not doing one. So anything could be in play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it seems like they've been doing so much retooling lately. I don't know. 
Well, fingers crossed. And, fingers crossed. Uh, uh, good on you, Finland. I'm excited about the rest of this crew of songs. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess the next big crew of songs uh, is Czech Republic. Yeah, yes. I'm very uh, excited about. Time for like a final check-in before they decide their entry. I love that pun so much. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time. They have like a nice little set of seven songs, and it's like the first set of songs that we've had time to sit with and think about, so I thought it would be nice to kind of sit down and talk about them in a little bit more detail than we've been talking about general selections because Mm -hmm. it's the first one we've had everything so let's do it so the first one on the docket is barbara machoa with white and black holes Mike, what did you think of this one? Okay, so you know how much I loved Barbara's entry last year. Yes, yeah, like it had real good Lana Del Rey vibes. Yeah, like th- this song is total Mike Nip. I love everything about like this. Like whatever she is selling, I will be buying. Like I'm, I'm just so excited about this song. I do not want this to go to Eurovision. <laughs> I'm not sure how you can stage this song. Agreed. Like, I, I like this one, but I think it takes a little bit too long to get set up and going in a way that yeah. you need a Eurovision song to be set up and going. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's so ethereal, which I think is what I'm responding to the most. Mm-hmm. But much like last year's entry, and, and this is something that I uh, recall you bringing up, uh, where there was a longer version that was like longer than the three minute version. And it just was allowed to breathe a little bit more. And I think this is another one where if it was like a five minute track and who knows, there could be a five minute version of this mm-hmm. one. It would just be phenomenal. But this one is a tricky one as a Eurovision entry, yeah. but I'm, I'm so glad that it has been brought into my life. And mm-hmm. I really wish that they would just like send this to college radio stations in the US and just mm-hmm. be like, oh, this would get so much play on college radio. But no, like, this, this is real good. And like, it's, it feels like it doesn't really kick off for about a minute. And mm-hmm. like, like, I want the radio edit version of this where it does a little bit more at the end, but also gets to that exciting part, like almost immediately, because it needs to if it's going to be on the Eurovision stage, I think. Yeah, and and like really, the ending part is what gives me the most concern because there's like this this very strong note at the end, but it's not quite a power note, and then there's just music at the mm-hmm. end of the song, like it's not a sharp cutoff, and it's just like what can you do with like that last ten seconds? Mm-hmm. And like I, I could see this kind of being in the same spot that uh, ethno jazz band Iriao was in mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago, where it's just like technically it is fantastic. But yeah. nobody's paying attention to this. Everybody's checking their phones or going to the bathroom. And it's like, no, give, give this the attention it deserves. Well, and, yeah, like, this is, yeah. like, I like this song, but I also <clears throat> do not like it for as a, as a Eurovision choice. My, my life is better for experiencing this song, but also yes. not, not, not in May, please. Right, right. So the next entry that we have is from Benny Cristo and his song, K Mama. I wasn't born like that. I just work like that, 24 7. What do you think of this one, Ben? Let's see. So there are 
two songs in this Czech final that have this sort of vibe to them. And I think this is the more successful of the two. It feels more authentic for mm-hmm. some definition of authentic. Uh, but there's something a little too generic about this. Like I would hear it in the background of like a club scene on like a on like a Law and Order where it it's nice and it kind of does its thing for three minutes, but it doesn't really have choruses or verses. It just kind of does its thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's not a lot of rise and fall. Yeah, to this like it, one. it's it's at like it's at like a seven for like three minutes rather mm-hmm. than anything super dynamic. I gotta be honest, I'm going to be biased in favor of this one just because like people of color at Eurovision is oh, yeah, such no, a rarity. No, no, no. Like, I would, I would <laughs> yeah. absolutely, yeah, I would absolutely love that from, yes. from that perspective. And and I mean, I think this is so different from what we typically see at Eurovision, which is exciting and fun mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. I think I think of the seven entries, this one might have. Uh, I I, w- I won't be as bold to say that, but this this is one that has really strong staging potential. Like I could see them doing all working with a lot of different ideas on this one. There is like a nice blank canvas aspect to it as far as staging goes, and there's a pretty clear story to the song, which uh, I th- I think is pretty relatable. I would not be disappointed if this one was the one that was chosen. And really, I should just say that for like all of these. Like, oh, yeah, like this, this is, is a, a fantastic very crop. crop. I won't be bad if this one if this one wins. One that I think I am very curious to see your take on it, Mike, is is the next one. So Ellis Mraz featuring Sis T's uh wanna be like. So I saw a clip of the video before actually listening to the song, and my reaction was, oh my. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, oh, there's just there's just so much twerking, and it's just like very, I don't know, kind of Megan Trainer that is, vibes That, that is my exact notes, and that's the, why I do not like this one, is that it just feels like Megan Trainer trying to do reggaeton, and I do not like that. Mm. See, I, I, I think... Like giving it a few more listens, I'm, I'm a little bit more charitable about it. Like this definitely has Slavic girls energy. Mm-hmm. It's not of the same style, but it, it does have that just kind of. Um, it's very tongue in cheek. But mm-hmm. my concern with this one is it feels very of the moment, but I'm not sure what the shelf life is for a song like this. Yeah, I was just about to say yes, it's of the moment, but like, how long is that moment going to last? <laughs> Yeah, and it's got to last at least three months. And are, are people going to be interested in this song three months from now? Because it, it can be very generic in that way. But um, I think this would be a really fun stage performance. I agree with you there. I think that the staging for this one could be fun. I, this one is also just still on the bottom of my list. It does not surprise me. I, I, I believe you, uh, like, as we were getting ready to record, you said there was one that you wanted to salt the earth from where it came. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, <laughs> what, that would was be this, this one. Just like, I do not mind this kind of song, but also there's just like, this just reeks of egg and trainer, and I, I will not allow that in this house. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when she's the first USA representative at Eurovision, like you're, you're going to have to allow. I am moving it. to Canada. <laughs> oh, we are going to send her though. Ugh. This is why Jan Olason won't let us in. Uncle Jan knows what he's doing. Yeah. So. <laughs> he has our best interests in mind. The next entry uh, on the list uh, comes from Karel and his song "At Least We've Tried." Only yesterday we had it all. We've learned to fly, now we crawl But now they were saying goodbye 
What are your thoughts on this one, Ben? Uh, I've heard this song in every single season of American Idol, and I'm good. That's fair. Yeah, it's it's fine, but I feel like there is nothing fresh about this. There is nothing, like, it, it would feel like a step down for what the Czech Republic has been sending. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I mean, this this one to me felt like a combination of the male ballads that were at uh, Australia Decides last year. Mm-hmm. I thought both of those songs were fine, and this is, like, fine times one and a half 1.8 something like that i won't be mad if this is what wins but i'm not excited about it yeah i'm not excited about it i think that there are 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 stronger choices in this but Mm -hmm. again like everything in this in this final is good yeah it's just good but it's just not what i want so Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it, it doesn't feel fresh it doesn't like i didn't hear it and go yes this this sounds like what a winner sounds like at eurovision 2020 Right. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of what a winner sounds like in 2019. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I think that maybe its biggest drawback where it's just like, okay, this is the arcade. This, yeah, this is the arcade of this set. I, I really want the winner to not be a clone of last year. So, and, and I mean, like, overall. Next up is Olga Lenova's Dark Water. In dark water, Just talking about things that are Eurovision-y, this one feels Eurovision-y, and yet I like it. I like it a lot. Like, it feels like it has the tightness that uh, Barbara Machoa's song doesn't quite have. It feels like it has interesting staging possibilities, just because there's like there's like a whole drowning thing that's like, it's kind of quietly goth. Mm-hmm. Listening to it yesterday while I was like walking home from uh, the bus stop, uh, yeah, I was just thinking, oh, like... Are they going to be able to pull off some sort of really cool water effect on the stage? Just, like, just give me don't, full don't really Ophelia. drown her, please. Yeah, give, but... me, give, give me like full Ophelia, but don't actually drown her. Right. Yes. I totally agree that this does feel like the most Eurovision-y of these choices, which kind of gives me pause, but it's very well executed. And it, it reminds me a lot of Norway's 2016 entry, Icebreaker, mm-hmm. just in terms of like the story it's trying to tell. It's overall structure but i think this is a more refined version uh, mm-hmm. of that entry well yeah and like this one is is super hooky because like immediately after listening to it i had like its main chorus bit in my head mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I could see this one possibly being a dark horse mm-hmm. uh yeah or, or getting a lot of jury support yes and yeah and i think that's i mean the way the selection set up i think jury support's going to play a big role like you don't necessarily have to get 12s from all the jurors but uh yeah you're, you're gonna have to be in the jury's top three and i think it's gonna have to be top three across the board mm-hmm. uh so the next one is another alum from last year's selection it's pam rabbit with get up very curious what your thoughts are on this one ben um i wanted to like it more than i did like okay. I, like it feels like it's very much in my wheelhouse it's got kind of it's got pop but also kind of 
indie electro things going on and yet just something about the combo of the backing and the vocals just never quite does it for me like it ended up towards the bottom of my my rankings when i did some oh wow yeah yeah and that surprised me but like there are i think there are i think similar to corel there are other things like it's it's well executed for what it is but i Mm. think that there are just other stronger songs in this batch of seven okay yeah this one is probably the biggest earworm for me of the bunch and i really enjoy the electronic aspects of this it feels like a refined version of walking out uh, armenia's entry from last year which is probably both a pro and a con like because i really liked walking out last year nobody else seemed to like it did mm-hmm. it did not do well in its semifinal. and uh yeah if this is just a retread of that i mean it's it's even like using some of the same metaphors like talking about crowns and such Uh, well yeah and like the more no the the second that you mentioned that the second like oh yeah no i can i can totally map walking out onto the structure of this song mm -hmm. yeah and i i agree with your concerns about the like the backing vocals and the front vocals where it's it's a little messy in parts and uh and and i think like if this were to win and it got like another studio pass and had a little bit more technical work uh put into it it could be something really nice but it's it's an interesting choice and this is another one where it's like i'm so glad this is in my life really i'm glad that all of these are in my life like all Mm -hmm. all these songs are now in my main spotify not just on the eurovision playlist so Mm -hmm. and then of course we have we all poop at the end Mm -hmm. here with all of the blood Parentheses, positive song actually. So I do love that parenthetical at the end of this, the positive song actually. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, admittedly, I saw I saw a band named We All Poop. And I saw mm-hmm. a song named All the Blood. And I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be metal, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised that it's not. I'm not sure I love what they're doing with the visuals of this song. Like, they are they are stretching for, like, an animal rights metaphor that I'm not sure that they are hitting with the video mm. for this. But, like, the song, the more I listen to it, the more I like it. I'm still not sure I want a band named We All Poop to win just because purely as a podcaster, I want to stop saying We All Poop on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um <laughs> I mean, yes, it is a fact, but but also every time I do a ranking, it like creeps up one position. It has not hit number one yet, but like I feel like I keep saying this with this group seven. I wouldn't be mad about any of these. I would be slightly disappointed with "Wanna Be Like," but uh, mm. like any of these is a solid entry for the Czech Republic. The song is also creeping up on my list. I was having a little difficulty, like trying to pin down the style or references. Uh, to other artists and i landed on like arctic monkeys or like uk pop rocks sort of circa 2008 like yeah that, Chiefs that, 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 hard yeah, could, yeah like that's that's definitely in that space yeah and and it's just like it's a space that i really enjoy occupying so it's mm-hmm. like all right I'm, I'm i'm on board with this and i think this one also has a lot of interesting staging potential i mean it's it's so tricky with bands because sometimes like if they just want to be on stage playing their instruments like that it's not the most dynamic television performance but mm-hmm. and it's also tricky because uh czech republic sent a band last year so maybe they want to try to send something different but i think think this one is in my top three i i still haven't figured out what 
which one I'm going to vote for. Because uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we're we able to vote. vote in this one, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no, like, I would say my top three, and again, like, the order keeps subtly switching. I think Oklahoma has been solidly my number one every time I voted. And then it's oh, wow, number okay. two and number three are somewhere between Barbara Marchoa and We All Poop. I think my three, and, like, part of it is, like, my thinking, I, I'm trying to think of the overall thing, because I... I would like Czech Republic to win or really make a go for it mm-hmm. this year. And I think their best shot is going to be with We All Poop. Sorry, Ben. Uh, <laughs> uh, or, uh, yeah, We All Poop, Olga Lenova, or Benny Cristo. And this is going to be a really exciting selection, I think, because mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I'll be curious to see if, like, the international jury is, like, has full consensus on this or if they're going to be all over the place which i i could see that being a possibility so mm-hmm. good job czech republic yeah, good, good work, very czech excited republic. about like, this even uh, if this is not the year keep doing this level of work and and very soon yeah keep showing up all these other countries that are sending like these just well we'll get into that in a yeah bit. so <laughs> i have thoughts about norway uh <laughs> oh man, I also have thoughts about Norway. Yes, uh, but before we get to that, uh, I got a couple more uh, selection things uh, to discuss. Denmark, their radio contest uh, that they opened last week uh, closed out on Friday, and the three winners from the selection are Ben and Tan with the song Yes, Kenny Durland with the song Forget It All, and Sander Sanchez with the song Screens. Uh, ben, have you had a chance to listen to any of these? Uh, I, have, I know they weren't really readily available on Spotify last we spoke. Yeah, I have. This is like the one country that announced things this week that I've not checked in with. Denmark's upping their game this year. Like, oh, good. I mean, I think what, one of my notes about like all three of the songs is like, oh, these are all radio friendly. And it's like, yeah, of course they're going to yes, be radio like... friendly. It was for a radio content. <laughs> the first phase of this was entirely radio based. <laughs> of course they're radio friendly. But it's making me very optimistic for what the auto qualifiers were and like how the rest of this process is going to play out. Because uh, like, I, I think all three of these songs are quality songs and such a contrast to last year's field, mm-hmm. which I thought was very eh. So. Yeah, there, it was, the last year's Dan- Danish field was a little bit weak. I, I'm also just very amused by the thought of of like one of the entries in the in this phase of things being radio unfriendly. Yes. <laughs> just like just like two pop songs and then one song that is essentially just three minutes of Lou Reed's Metal Machine music. Yeah. <laughs> and it got through. Woo! No. Yeah. <laughs> the other uh, thing that happened on Monday, uh, Belarus had their live auditions for all of the acts that they shortlisted. Uh, well, not really a shortlist. There it, were 49 it, acts auditioning. <laughs> Oh, goodness. 49 acts. They've cut them down to 12. The running order draw uh, is also happening on Tuesday. So uh, we'll know where those 12 participants uh, will be performing. Good luck to them. Okay, with with that out of the way, let's talk about what happened last weekend. Yes. The two main items on the the TV schedule uh, are still Norway and Lithuania. So let's start with Norway. How about that third semifinal? Remember, like two weeks ago and i was very excited that they had expanded things mm-hmm. and now i'm just like <laughs> maybe it's good that you guys do an internal thing where we only see 10 of these because it was rough yeah like this, was, this I, was not my favorite week i i don't know if i've had a favorite week yet like it it, it seems like it's 
there's very clearly one winner in each of these foursomes <laughs> and yeah and i and i think it's been the correct one to advance out of every foursome uh the main thing i've noticed and maybe this is just my vpn connection while i'm watching the the nrk direct feed uh but mm-hmm. i can tell which one's going to win by which one turns like the otherwise crystal clear broadcast into just potato quality video Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, just like the second I can no longer make out the main performer and their backup dancers just turn into squares on my screen mm-hmm. uh, is the second I know, well, that one's going through. All right, uh, yeah. And like, it's worked so far. I mean, that sounds more reliable than the emoji canon. So <laughs> yeah, because like, that one will just send out just a bunch of shapes. Mm-hmm. And some of the shapes are red, and some of them are yellow, and some of them are a third color. And I can't tell which of them is the most prevalent. There's a lot of yellow. I'll There's a get, lot I'll of yellow right so now. I, I feel like <laughs> the Norwegian people are also just like, we did not sign up for this. I laughed so hard on Saturday uh, after listening to uh, Pink Jacket, which is the first thing that was played, and then just checking our Twitter feed to see if you were also watching this and seeing mm-hmm. the phrase, Norway, don't send this challenge. Yeah. <laughs> That like so my my journey with that song well it really kind of happened afterwards like I had gone into the semifinal blind again so I didn't know any of the history of the contestants or anything like that did not realize that Alexandru was the product of a boy band neither uh, did I and that was that was delightful to to just sit on the couch with my partner and go was he in like was he in like the Norwegian version of One Direction and yeah basically. Yes, uh, the group was named Sweet, uh, S-U-I-T-E, uh, Sweet 16. Yep. Uh, which, gross. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's also, like, it's so, I, I don't know if you watch Bob's Burgers, but everything about it was just reading as boys for now. Yeah. And oh. I could, just hear, Louis, oh, I could yes. just hear Louise being like, I just want to slap him across the face. I did just want to slap him across the face. <laughs> I did appreciate, like, the one thing I did appreciate about that song is that it did make very clear in, like, the opening seconds that, yes, he had bought the jacket, it costs all of his money, and he has no more. But he's feeling himself. Yeah, I mean, it really felt like a Saturday Night Live sketch, in a way. Like, those backing dancers were just, again, like, not really giving 100%, and it's just like, what what is going on with the Norwegian dance community? Like The thing I did afterwards, uh, during, like, one of the interval breaks, was I was was Googling about the song, because I was like... So that the song is just about is just about a pink jacket, mm-hmm. uh, and found an interview with him where uh, the message behind the song is that you don't have to be afraid to try something new that you really like. By doing that, you can also inspire others to find yourself and your style. I'm just like, oh, he's been media trained within an inch of his life. I love it. Oh God! All right. Well, I mean, I think the real problem with that song was just like it was a half baked hook, a half baked idea and it just didn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. uh other things i enjoyed uh during vertigo really enjoyed just all of a sudden there being just a choir of ghost children Mm -hmm. that just kept growing and it was just delightful because every time the camera would come it's like oh no there's more of them i do not understand what this trend is and uh, because like it was happening at melfest last year it's like this is the second entry where it's happened this year in norway where there's like all of these little kids on the stage and it's like what is your plan? They're not going to be like, they're not going to let them into the venue at Rotterdam. <laughs> Rotterdam like, says no. I don't want little kids at Eurovision. That's why I we mean, don't on watch the other hand, like, Eurovision. That, was, <laughs> that song and then How About Mars are like mm-hmm. the two things I've been pointing to as I'm kind of sad that there's not like a set, like an Andre Shansen round mm. or an Andre Shansen round if you're thinking Norwegian instead of Swedish. I'm just like, yeah. there are some of these songs where just by 
by dint of the draw they got on the first round, are suddenly facing one another. Where are they both super good? No, but in like in a situation where they were not facing one another, would they have maybe been the final matchup? Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, and they really could have done that too, because like if they wanted to have the five weeks of qualifying, they could have had four coming out of the semifinals as they have been and then like the fifth week would just be the second chance round with four other wild card entries although i don't know how that would be determined since there's no jury portion I, I, if it would just go automatically to whoever was second place in the heat or what have you or, but... or they could actually count up the emoji confetti and figure out who got the most hearts that could work yes yeah, i mean it, it just it's the yeah. quality of of these 20 songs it's not dubious. that high. Has been dubious. Yeah, it's, du- dubious is a good way of describing it. Um, and it's just like, you, like you could have cut this down to 16 and then... And we would have been have, fine. We would yeah. have been fine. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I went back to the, the heat I missed and I was like, oh, I didn't miss anything uh, right. in, in week two. Other than like, how about Mars and the song that won? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, we should talk about what won because it was Pray For Me. Uh, and we had the exact same joke. Yes, although yours was much better executed, I must say. <laughs> we we were in the same headspace. I was just like in the same second. This song sounded like what they stick in the promo for like a TNT legal drama, where where like the the line over the top is like she's a top prosecutor, but she also has a family. Yep, yep, and yeah, I I do want to give a shout out to at Dude Points on Twitter for helping out with the casting on oh, this. Oh yeah, yeah, Dude Points. Uh, I, I, I was uh, thinking Olivia Wilde, but uh, Dude Points suggested Laura San Giacomo, and that is the perfect level of celebrity right there. Yeah, like oh, Olivia Wilde's just a little too. Like, Olivia Wilde's busy being a director high. right now. She she has she's yeah. booked. She's booked and busy. Yeah. But no, Laura, Laura San Giacomo. Nope, she's 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 our star. Yes, yes. So, congratulations, Laura. You've you've just been booked. So, <laughs> pray for me. She's a, she's a top DA in in Chicago, but she's also has church choir. It could happen. It could happen. Yeah. <laughs> we can write that spec script, TNT. Add us, please. Yeah, add All us, right. please. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, over in Lithuania, they had their third heat, and once again, a very quality field. Lith- Lithuania is really delivering this year. Um, it is. Like, this yeah. is the first year I have paid attention after after a few years of going, no, that process is too long. I do not care. Uh, yeah. I yeah. suddenly care deeply. Yes. Per- particularly when you made the joke, the roop, the roop. No, seriously, the roop's on fire. The roop is yeah. on fire. <laughs> we don't need the water. Let the roop burn down. Um, yeah. Anyway, and like the, mo- the main reason I, I was mostly joking about that because it, the band is named The Roop and their song is on fire, but also... Are more people just watching this because their vote totals were higher than the previous two weeks? Yeah. If you go onto the Lithuania at Eurovision 2020 Wikipedia page, like it has all of the data from this selection process. And like week one, vote totals were very, very low, probably because people were just like, oh, this is a 17 week process. I don't need to watch every single week. And I'll tune in week like, five and be fine. Yeah, and, like, won't miss a thing, but no, like, word of mouth has been good about this year's selection, because the quality has just been so high, and, uh, like, they're down to their 18 semifinalists, the first semifinal of nine uh, is this Saturday, uh, and leading that set is going to be my favorite entry from Saturday, which was Alligator. Oh, I love that one. Such a darling performance. So good. Oh my goodness. So good, and, like, the video for that one is so fun, and the, the live performance just captured that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and and the studio track is also very high quality. And yeah, my my husband was also watching uh, with me. And after the alligator performance, he was just like, "So, Vilnius twenty twenty one." And I'm just like, "Oh, well, I'm optimistic. I don't know if that if that would be the case because I mean, first of all, there's going to be a lot of competition. Like, it's it's going to be a tough semifinal. Uh, they released the uh, running order for the first semifinal uh, earlier on Monday." It's kind of a slugfest for a number of the entries that came mm-hmm. out of the second heat. Uh, yeah. yeah, only four of the nine songs are going to advance. Which only is, four. Uh, I would, yeah, I would like to see Alligator in that batch. There is also uh, Aiste's Unbreakable, which uh, I was watching the panel after her song and a few of the mm-hmm. other songs, and they kept mentioning Thomas G. Song. I'm like, yeah, it does sound like Thomas G. Like a Thomas G. Song song, but it sounds like fifteen of them at once. It turns out he did write that one, so apparently. It's just very easy to to detect his sound these days. Yeah, yeah. I I did not really care for that entry, but I can understand like why it advanced because mm-hmm. it, it is very Eurovision. It's very um, Eurovisiony in a bad way. Yeah, I, I kind of would like it to not make the cut, but I suspect it might. Yeah, Lithuania, you can do better. You have so many more interesting things. Yeah, but yeah, it 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 should be an exciting semifinal, and I would. I would recommend watching, like, Lithuania and Norway are on at the same time. I'd recommend watching Lithuania and just kind of catching Norway uh, on the flip side. So <laughs> I cannot believe that I'm saying that. Like, if, if you had told me that that was what, what I was you going told to suggest, me like, two months ago. That I was going to be real excited about Lithuania in 2020. I would be mm-hmm. like, how are you in my house? Go away. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no time travelers wanted. it. <laughs> <sighs> thinking about the second semifinal for them which is a week away but mm. they we now have yyy and drip in the same semifinal are those going to cancel one another out i hope not yeah because i i think those two are going to be battling for the fourth spot yeah i i hope yeah. that drip kind of wins out i do too like i like and... it's a very goofy song but it has quickly endeared itself to me oh goodness yeah Good job, Lithuania. Yeah, good job, uh, Lithuania. It, it, uh, it, you, you have changed the conversation about you, which is to say we are having conversation about you. Coming up this week, the big one is that on Thursday, it is wave two of tickets. And this time, Mike, we are going to succeed. Yes. If only because... It's so early. Th- yeah. They will probably show us <laughs> how many tickets are available, and it won't just be like five of them. This time, the fan zone will be open for ticket buyers. So uh, I recommend the fan zones unless like standing is an issue for you and if there are standing issues or any other issues release some very comprehensive accessibility plans for uh eurovision this year which is great to see mm-hmm. yeah it's like they already uh had wheelchair access seats available and i believe those were available in the first wave of ticket sales but they have uh accommodations for hearing impairments visual impairments they have a zone for people who like have social anxiety in crowds of that size to just kind of like a chill out area yeah just like a sensory awesome. overload zone which i'm yeah yes. I, just, I i saw that was like oh good yeah and um the level of thought that has gone into this contest already and it's just like wait it's it's still january what 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 is this it's, <laughs> it's still january like, and we have already designated the various accessibility zones it's great get hype for it um but yeah uh if you are buying tickets uh they go on sale noon central european time which is 6 a.m eastern time in the u.s I guess it's not that early, but <laughs> I like my sleep bed. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. And I'm the one who's on the East Coast. I'm just like, okay, 
fine i will wake up at 5 45 to be ready for this yeah like i don't know why 5 45 sounds manageable but 4 45 just sounds like such a slog just, 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 just like, insane it's the exact same time yeah yeah so time is a flat circle mike good luck to everybody trying to get tickets on thursday um there should be a third wave of tickets closer to the event but yeah uh This Thursday is the main event uh, if you want to get your tickets. Also happening on Thursday, uh, Spain will be releasing their song Universo by Blas Canto. If we're being real, by the time you're listening to this, it has probably already leaked. So (laughs) it probably has leaked, let's be honest. Yeah. And it's also kind of funny because I think Spain was the second uh, song last year and that was pretty early like I think it was like the first or second week in January they've waited until January 30th and they're still going to be the second song of this year and they're just like come on guys come but... on Spain <laughs> you've been so good yeah a little bit about uh, what has been revealed so far about Spain's entry uh, there were about 50 songs that were up for consideration before they landed on uh, Universo the production team includes uh, Bright Sparks which is kind of a ambient house duo from uh the uk and uh the songwriter from friend of a friend uh, czech republic's entry last year uh so i think it's gonna be a pretty interesting combination uh the uh press release about the song also mentioned that it's gonna be kind of a mid-tempo piece and uh they're already considering doing international versions so like it, the song's initially going to be in spanish but they're going to also do a french version and an english version and the version that's released on thursday may not necessarily be the final final version they've, mm-hmm. they've still got time to tweak well and also just knowing spain they they love to love to tweak their their performance right until the end True. don't do it spain don't do it yeah resist yeah. the urge well, 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 we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, we'll but, cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, please do not put any deposits down on the big, large puppet man again. They probably own that now. So. Yeah, okay, okay, good <laughs> point. They probably bought that outright. <laughs> in which case, hey, it's in storage, Spain. You could probably use it. Yeah, yeah. Spain, please stop listening to me. I have no good ideas. Melfest is back. Melfest is mm. Sweden's six-week-long search for what their song is going to be. And for whatever reason, this first semifinal feels very stacked. But mm-hmm. there are there are like they they have released the full lineups for each of these, and there are a few where it's like oh some of some fa- some familiar names where there are like there's usually like only two or three, and knowing that two songs go to the final and two go to second chance round, that's fine. But like the first one has the Mamas, who were the backing singers for for John Lundvik, uh, Robin Bankson, who represented them a few years ago and should just go home and sit down, Malu Preetz, who Yay! we st- yeah we're, we're <laughs> very we're very excited for. Um, and then Felix Sandman, who everybody else is excited for because he came, he was the runner-up a few years ago, and also his song is called Boys of the Motions. <laughs> That's a little on the nose, I it, think. It's very, <laughs> I mean, there, there have been a lot of sad boys this year because of, what won, because of what won last year. So I guess Sweden just wants to be very explicit about it. Sweden's going to Sweden. Like, I mean, I think, I think Felix Sandman is the favorite to win overall. He is currently the favorite and... because he did very well last time. Yeah, and... Yeah, uh, but also Sweden, you could send something that's not a male soloist. Just imagine, won't you? Anyways, that that is this weekend. I'm excited that that is back. That one is that one is always fun, and I feel like that one, even the stuff that does not make it out of its semifinal, is is fun. Or mm-hmm. at least the stuff that doesn't make it out of its semifinal does end up in my end of year Spotify Wrapped for some reason. Uh, and and those songs should be at least trickling onto Spotify 
following the semifinal. They're they're they have very strict rules on mm-hmm. the availability of songs. I think the ones that get eliminated are made available on are Spotify. immediately on Spotify. Yeah, uh, and then the we ones should, that we should we should probably oh. get some sort of preview on the SVT website this week if you if you're really hungry for like thirty seconds of Boys with Emotions. Mm. SVT will have you covered. And if not the SVT app, Twitter Twitter's got your back. So. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, also happening on Saturday are Moldova's auditions for their shortlist. Uh, very similar to Belarus. Uh, this time, uh, it's only 37 acts instead of 49. Uh, it was down to 36 acts uh, for a hot second. Because I say, uh, what do you mean 37? Because they had 36 last week. Yeah. Uh, ChMD, uh, who has been a participant in Moldova's process a number of times, uh, had a song called Audio. Turns out there was a performance of it posted on YouTube back in May, and uh, I thought it was a little weird because it was available on Spotify, and the date on it was like, wow, that's a pretty early and uh, pretty early song. I think it was after the September 1st date uh, that, was, that was listed, but still, it was just like, hmm strange uh but yeah that one got disqualified for just being uh publicly available too early uh but they ended up replacing it because it is imperative that they audition 37 acts (laughs) so uh pack a sandwich everybody uh yeah those start i believe it's like 7 a.m eastern time so and they will uh, complete when all 37 acts have finished performing yeah yeah it's 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 gonna be I don't know. A, a nice warm up for the afternoon of uh, Eurovision <laughs> stuff that we'll be able to watch. Uh, just have it playing in the background. Like, it, it, it's fine. Uh, and, and there's no word yet on like how many are going to advance. It could be like last year where they had the auditions and then all of the jurors were really, really mad that this is what we have to choose from. Ugh. So <laughs> but they're trying to bounce back. Uh, mm-hmm. They they almost qualified last year, did not quite make it. So I'm sitting here doing the math. And so if I'm being charitable and each song takes three minutes to perform mm-hmm. plus approximately 90 seconds of setup to either to get the act off on stage and off stage mm-hmm. that is just under three hours of performances all right i guess it's not that bad for some reason i'm just picturing it just like just taking forever but i guess i guess they're not doing like a whole bunch of pickup shots or anything like that because it is live yeah uh, like it's, yeah, it's, it's just live it's like camera. this is studio a and here is our camera and here is the judges at a table and here is the band performing yes so uh, good luck everybody all the people so yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, the other process thing that is happening this weekend is Poland. Uh, they are doing a like more formal process this year, uh, and this will be taking place on Sunday. Uh, it's the same process that they use for Junior Eurovision. This one, they have three qualifying heats, uh, but each week is just one set of contestants. There's no carryover from week to week. And they're all doing cover songs based on a theme. So there's uh, not going to be any original music performed uh, in these three qualifying heats. Uh, the first week is ABBA week. Uh, the second week will be Eurovision week. And the third week will be Beatles week. There are seven acts performing each week, so 21 acts total. Uh, and the shows have already been recorded. Uh, the 
winner of each heat is going to be determined by a jury. Uh, the jury includes Eurovision alumni uh, Cleo from 2014, uh, Michael Spock from 2016, and Gromy from 2018. I don't know if the even numbers were intentional, but that's kind of neat. Um, and then uh, in terms of alumni that are performing, uh, Albert Cherney, who was uh, the lead singer from Lake Malawi. Man, Czech Republic's just popping up everywhere this week. They are uh, truly everywhere. Yeah, uh, he is a contestant during the third week, which is the Beatles week. So um, interesting. It feels like such a weird handful of themes. Just yeah. Like, just Abonite. Like, what would be cool is if they is one night would be Abonite, one night would be Celine Dion night, and one and the third night would be, I guess who is who is the third most popular Eurovision that has enough of a back catalog. Mm. That might be hard to do. It's, never mind. Yeah, it's the back catalog part that uh, it's, ma- makes it tricky. But it's Lorene night. Everyone will be performing yeah. Euphoria, yeah. and my heart is refusing me. Yeah, Lulu. How about Lulu? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, or I don't know. Like maybe having like one night be like ballads night one night be like ethno bangers night and then one night be uh i don't know ethno jazz band eerie uh, <laughs> yeah, just... uh yeah i i've got nothing for that third week winners will be selected from each of those heats and then the final uh will be an actual live show where the audience is voting and the finalists will be performing actual Eurovision entries for the 2020 contest. So it'd be nice to have a process that's on Sundays instead of Saturdays, because mm-hmm. Saturdays are starting to get a little Saturdays crowded. Saturdays are busy. Yeah. Thank, thank yeah. you, Boland. And thank you. Yes, yes. And the Saturdays are just going to get busier. The first Super Saturday is just two weeks away. I'm, so. just, thinking, I'm just thinking about <laughs> the poor act that had like a real, that had like a banger of an original song, but like got sent home because they couldn't sing Waterloo well enough. Yeah, that'll be... Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> that's that the format much. yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but it it seems to be working for them because uh they've used it for junior eurovision and poland's won junior eurovision the last two years so yep. i guess when we see it in practice we'll know if and how it works so yes. i think that's going to do it for this episode of the euro what thanks for listening the euro what podcast is hosted by ben smith that's me and mike mccomb that's me you can find us on our website at eurowhat.com and on Twitter and Instagram at eurowhat. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, and topics we should talk about in future episodes. You can subscribe to the Eurowhat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast app of your choice. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist inspired by this episode. We'll be back next week to try and make sense of what's new in Eurovision. <laughs>